They're the boys in the back room. We have a guy who works in the back, Eric Jones. He's the big German. Be nice to Marvin. He'll be taking your calls today. Chat row, Tyler, the moderator, handling the duties there. A couple of weeks ago, Dylan was getting us breakfast. Now he's doing graphics on this program. You know who? Blame Mario. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the uh, backroom guys are not allowed to eat until 12.15. You're now listening to the 12.15 Club. Back at it again for another edition of the 12.15 Club. Is Ariel here in the mic, joined as always by Eric the Big German, Marvin the Prince, and Dylan the Graphics Guy. I left you for last this time because that's the importance to you. I'm not surprised at all. With how petty you are. I did it purposely. That's also where you came uh, in our golf match yesterday. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that's true. I did. So yesterday, quick little story here. Uh, Some of the backroom guys decided this week that we wanted to play golf. We hadn't played golf for a couple weeks together. Um, And Tyler, we hadn't actually played golf with Tyler for about a year. Um, Yeah, Eric? Why was that? Um, Tyler tends to get super competitive. Super competitive. And then, uh, so we told Dan that we were going to go golfing, and of course, Dan decided to add some stakes to it, and he said, you know, whoever comes back with the lowest score gets a a prize that was unknown until this morning. Uh, So that added, like, Dylan, what do you, 50 times more tension to the the round, you'd say? Yeah, at least. I mean, it's usually pretty tense regardless with Tyler, um, even without stuff on the line, but I think that... uh, Definitely added to the add of coal to the fire. And I kept saying, I'm going to tell Dan that you did this. I'm going to tell Dan that you did this. And he was seething, like very like visibly seething. And like, there, there was a couple veins that you don't normally see on a human being that were sticking out. Why, why is it, Eric, I'll ask you, why is it that you think Dan does that where he um, puts something up, even if he's not going to be there, uh, kind of add like that competitive side to things he knows how it went last time and it went pretty similar in uh, tensions intention this time there's a lot of ways to dice that onion and i'm not exactly sure why does it i mean he dan does it excuse me uh he talked about it on a, a podcast he recorded um for amazon that that scene uh, yesterday about how competitive he is and how much he likes to gamble. So maybe it was just him, and he's talked about it on the show a ton um, as well, but you know, maybe it's the gambling side of it. Maybe he wants to feel like he has something in it. Maybe he wants to just add some spice to it. I mean, this week he heard we were going to lunch as a team, and he just bought lunch. Yeah. Um, so maybe it's just him trying to be nice. Um, maybe it's a combination of all of those things. I don't know exactly why, um, but certainly Tyler... Um, you know, he has a history of, um, I mean, let's just call it what it is, being a poor sport. Um, a lack of sportsmanship is another way to say it. Um, you know, he really has a tough time controlling his emotions. And, um, you know, obviously it shows up. I mean, he's broken lots of ping pong paddles, ping pong balls, golf clubs. I mean, and he has no remorse. He thinks it's completely normal. So um, I don't know why you guys keep doing this to yourselves. I think you guys should just cut Tyler out of all competition and see if he changes. I mean, we did it for a year. Like yeah, I said, we hadn't long enough. We hadn't golfed with him for over. And last time we golfed with him was actually with Seaton. It was me, Dylan, Seaton, yeah. and Tyler. And like Seaton, a year ago on the dot. Yeah, and Seaton played for nine, and see, uh, Tyler was fine for those nine. But as soon as Seaton left, Tyler like threw a fit. Did he throw a ball like into a lake? I, I want to say like he found the ball and <laughs> yeah. then he threw it into the lake. 
it was it was a big like scene that he made and after that me and you were like i don't know if i want to do this for a while and i came away that we waited one calendar year and we came away with the same feeling yesterday yeah pretty much the exact well i i tried to explain to him after i was like I even got like sort of real with them. I was like, you know, in like, like in life and like if you're doing business and stuff, like you may be playing golf with people just like, you know, talking about stuff and like you can suck, but you can't freak out. That's like the number one thing. Like you just have to maintain your composure and like, I don't think that got through. I don't know if he can physically do it. I mean, Eric, you know him more than we do. Uh, Could he physically? Is it like a conscious thing at this point or he just has no control over it? I'd like to think that he has some control over it. Um, there's no evidence that he has control over it. I think he finds some sort of humor in it, and I think he sees no issue with his actions. Um, he's never faced any repercussions for the actions, and um, I don't think he really cares, um, which is a problem, frankly. But, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't want this to turn into uh, <laughs> the, the roast of Tyler. <laughs> yeah, so I'll just say that I, I golfed once with Tyler. Tyler is my uh, cousin. I golfed with him once uh, three or four years ago, and I never told him until today, but I refuse to golf with him again. I find no pleasure in it at all. And um, so, I mean, it's just, I made that decision a long time ago. So Yeah, I don't think Dan is golf with him like in a group. We did the mismatch mm-hmm. where he... But I, me and Dan filled out the... <coughs> Other side of your and Tyler's. Yeah, and it was me and Tyler in the cart. Yeah. Um, in a competition, though, too. Yeah, so Dan asked me this morning. He texted me last night, and he said how how to go. And he was super invested in it, I guess. And I was like, eh, I, I won by seven strokes. I think the next person was seven strokes away. I'm not going to say the scores, but... Please the next, don't. <laughs> the next Please person don't. was seven strokes away. Um, but I think... Dan has to golf with Tyler to fully grasp. Well, but, but he'll, it'll be completely different. You like, I, you would... Ty, like, it's like how you said when we played with Seton, it was things shifted after Seton. Like, you need someone who's not us, like a more authoritative, someone Tyler might look up to a little more. Yeah. Um, and, like, he'll be, there'll be a f- fire raging on the inside, but I think the outward stuff may be inter- a little bit more internalize it a little yeah. more. Yeah, well. It was fun though. It was fun. I mean, I sh- uh, you know, full part. disclosure, I shot like a one twenty, um, and you and weren't I, the second place person. No, yeah, um, but I still had a good time to have some some sodas. Yeah, no, it was fun. I mean, me and you rode together. It was good time. yeah, and kind of just shot the BS. Uh, yeah, Marv. So is the key to not ride with Tyler either? No, it's yes. We didn't ride with him. Got you. And, and we still were frustrated. Oh wow. And the thing is, golf is an extremely frustrating game. It's inherently it frustrating. Look, pros get frustrated. You've seen guys, you know. Tyrell Hatton snapped his seven iron over his leg at the Open Championship. Right. And these are like pros at the top of their game. And so you got to think, you guys aren't claiming to be professional golfers. You guys are out there, have some sodas. And Dan's, Dan's like alluded to this too. He's like, you got like. You aren't good enough to get mad at yourself mm. or anyone. So it's like you like there. It makes more sense when a pro would get mad. But like where yeah, it's like they have something on the line. Objectively, suck. Even like a good round is still not good. Just to put the wrap on it. So what? 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 The gift ultimately was was the uh, U.S. Open or not the U.S. Open, the Open 
golf bag that we got sent in and the umbrella NBC, and the umbrella which i'm really happy about the umbrella because <laughs> i've got rained on a ton while golfing you're no, now I how do you permit. do it how do you do it every day i'm a warrior you're an inspiration I'm warrior. warrior we had a good week on the show uh mclovin <laughs> mclovin was out um but we i feel like we had a lot of stuff outside of just guests i thought a lot of the segments outside of guests were good one was brian in florida who apparently is our biggest fan uh, Brian in Florida. Hey, Brian. Hey, guys. A lifelong Bucks fan, originally from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, congratulations to the Bucks, uh, guys. When you you were just talking, you were back in uh, when you were back in Milwaukee for the meet and greet at the Brewers game. The morning I was coming to meet you, true story. I got a call from my mother-in-law as I was walking out the door. My father-in-law fell, couldn't get up. Got out to the car, started up the car, decided to call the wife, said, I think there was a message from your ma. I'm on my way to meet Dad Patrick. <laughs> more important more important to meet no. you guys than going to help the father-in-law who fell. I'm now down in Florida with my new girlfriend. You got a great <laughs> life. You guys got me through some hard times. If there's a better fan out there than me, I don't know. Love you guys. <laughs> True story. Thank Father-in-law you. fell. I left him laying on the floor to come meet you guys. True story. Stay, stay on hold, Brian. We're gonna, we're gonna send you some. What gear. a legend! I know. What a legend! Yes, Paulie. Father-in-law, not father. Yeah, yeah, understandable. Yeah. Down in Florida yeah. with my new girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> wow, legend. So, Marv, when Brian in Florida calls in, does he detail this story to you the way he did it on air? Or how did that go? How did that? How did he end up getting on? No, absolutely not. None of that was told to me. Oh, really? Yeah, he was just calling to say thanks. He's a big fan. That was really it. Because sometimes you guys, you know, we'll get callers and they just say, hey, just want to call in, tell Dan thanks. I'm yeah. a huge fan. Yeah. So he basically prefaced it with, you know, I'm one of Dan's biggest fans. And I was like, all right, well, let me put you on hold. Right. And so in the thing, I put Brian in Florida saying thanks. Yeah. And so Dan usually takes those calls. It's yeah, real, yeah, yeah. you know. Nothing crazy. I didn't expect that story, so I'm really happy I put him on hold for that. Yeah, because I mean, I'm thinking back to when I used to call screen. If somebody, you know, we get too many of those, I would just be like, "Nah, I'll just pass it along mm-hmm. to the guys." But like, if you're saying you're going to pass it along, and it's that gold of a call, like, wow, you really screwed up. But this is a good job putting them on. Eric, you've been on the road with the guys. How do fans usually react to them? Like during these meet and greets, are they like super fanboyish? Is it just like? You're hanging out with your friend. Like, how do fans react with them in these settings? It depends on the setting because, like, at the Super Bowl shows, Dan will come out right before the show. Like, he's on set, and then we'll bring the audience up, like, maybe 10 minutes before the show happens. And Dan will come out and just say hi. Um, And then they kind of just take the show in. At the end, they might take a picture. You know, there's usually, like, 75 to 100 people. And so it was actually historically it's been my job to kind of, like, Take someone's phone, get the picture, and then move them along. And it's not to be disrespectful. Obviously, people took time out, and they've obviously been fans for a long time. But you know, there's just a lot of people, and we have other stuff to do during out during the day. So um, that's kind of been my job. But um, if someone sees them kind of separately and not part of like a semi-organized uh, thing, then it can kind of be like someone running up. I mean, kind of similar how to how you see like any celebrity sighting right like the people run up and be like oh my god i'm such a huge fan let me get your picture blah 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 mm. um 
and Dan's always super gracious. Um, and all the guys are. Todd is by far the most gracious. He'll ask you about your children and <laughs> so happy to see breakfast. you. Yeah. <laughs> Todd, I, I, I imagine Todd like so happy to see you. We're so excited that you're here with us, and it's just the same thing over. How and long over. did how long did you wait? How long was your ride here? Where'd you park? What are you doing after? Like wild. Yeah, Dylan. On the uh, the topic of callers, we had that uh, guy today, for whoever was watching the show, the guy who came in and started screaming, like, Todd Fritz, Todd Fritz, tomato sauce, or whatever he was saying. And I, the entire time, I was just, I was like, this sounds like a prank call. And I was just sitting there, I was like, it feels like this guy's going to swear. I don't know if you guys yeah, thought that. Too. Was- he was like screaming, like, Todd Fritz, like that. I forget uh, who it was, but did, I, Mark, I guess this is for you. What What did that guy say when he called in? His name's Craig in Wisconsin. I hate that guy. Craig in Wisconsin. That, yeah. Just put it out there. Craig could be listening right now. Okay. <laughs> I was so irritated because it was basically, oh, you know, I just want to, you know, comment Craig from Wisconsin. Wanted to say something about Aaron Rodgers. Of course. A little bait and switch. Yeah. yeah I'm calling into business. Obviously. And then he comes on. Todd Fred, Todd Fred. What you going to do? What you going to? I was like, oh, you got to relax. Did you get an IM after that? No. I was just really irritated. I thought I was, yeah. but it's happened to everyone. Yeah. It happens. I mean, all the time, people who are listening and they call in, don't, the one thing you don't do is tell Marvin or you tell the call screener, hey, I want to talk about this and completely change it. It's like the most frustrating thing that you can do to somebody on the other side of the phone. And now, you know, Marv, right? You remember these names. If somebody does that to you, you're probably less likely to let that person on air. Oh, yeah. And sometimes you, you'll you recognize the number. Yeah. And you won't even pick up. You won't even yeah. pick up only because, nope, I don't even want to deal with it. I don't want to be tricked again. You lost my trust. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, how do you do it? You are a warrior. Uh, you lost my trust. That's it. Cut you off forever. Dill? Also, like the funny wrinkle to that, too, is like there's no real repercussions for them. It's just you guys get in trouble. Exactly. Whoever's screening the call. This person's just going to hang up and, <laughs> and you may never off, hear from off them into again. the distance. Yeah. Um, so Dan talked about playing cornhole last week. And, and last year we got invited to that cornhole tournament. What do you think happened this year? Eric? So last year, I think Dan sponsored three teams of people from the show and everybody got eliminated in the first round. And I also think that he was traveling. I think it was it a dark week or something last yeah, year. Yeah, it was. He was and, gone. And I think he was traveling, and so he still wanted to support it because his wife is a big part of um, the Walnut Beach community down there, and so he still wanted to support it. Um, but I think after seeing your performances last year and then combined with the fact that he was around this year, he had no reason to invite you guys back. Don't? So I can, uh, as someone who participated in that slaughter fest that was the <laughs> cornhole tournament last year or the year before whenever that was um it is brutal like it there's it's like a cash prize and like there's literally like winnebago's with license plates from far away there and i show, oh, really sh- like show up and all these people are wearing like jerseys like, oh, corn, like, so like they're cornhole, cornhole jerseys they're ringers and like i think the first game the team we played hold every single shot, and we were just done immediately. <laughs> and then that was it. Well, Eric? I did like Dan's name uh, for that the Jack had recommended, uh, Cornhub. Cornhub, yeah. Uh, I thought that would that would be great, uh, and that should be a part of the circuit. Yeah, I, I like the Cornhub. I like that they'd be corn like, stars. You could make a really cool Cornhub jersey. <laughs> like yeah, that. you can. 
The yeah. food one. Yeah, you should you should uh, put yeah, one together. On, e- I think uh, that would be an easy Photoshop. Photoshop. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Jack, Dan's son, we're supposed to have him on soon, right? I think Jack is uh, closing on his first house. He got married. He's kind of following in my footsteps. Not saying wow. anything, but wow. uh, got married. Your inspiration. Got married a few months ago, and, and they're buying their first uh, house. I think they closed today, actually. So, um, yeah. So I think he's going to join us next week. I'm really curious to talk to Jack about um, some of the stories that. Dan's told about like when he left ESPN and what what it was like growing up having a national radio show being produced out of your upstairs uh, at your house and like what was it like getting ready in the morning and then just what's it like to have Dan as your dad so just, I have a bunch of questions for him I'm looking forward to it next week will be fun yeah I'm curious to see uh, here just what it's like being Dan's son growing up as his son especially I mean Dan I mean uh, Jack was a child at the point where Dan was at ESPN Sports Center doing the big shows. Just, I'm curious to hear what that was like, Dylan. Well, I, I, it's also always interesting. Someone who's like recognized, like a celebrity, mm-hmm. like hearing the seeing you know life through their children's lenses because it's probably like it's the one that no one else really gets to see. And like in a small, like you know, Milford's a fairly small town. It's not like out you're out in LA. Yeah, like Milford's a pretty small town. So like Dan's the biggest like celebrity. Everybody in Milford knows who Dan is, even if it's not through, like, even if they're not sports fans, you know, just sort of from the lore. The lore. Yeah, no, for sure. What do you guys think about not having McLovin this week? What was uh, what was your impression of his Icelandic sports minutes, <laughs> Marv? I don't know anything about any of that, but all I know is that the poll questions were really good this week. They were strong. Eric? The results were very accurate. Uh, <laughs> is not always the a, case. a little too accurate. Yeah, yeah. Todd with his uh, he was eating the peanuts. He was extra Donald Ducky. Did uh, you did you also notice how the Todd's poll questions were phrased like exactly how Todd answers questions? Yes. Like, maybe I'm not so sure, or well, yes. I might be kind of sure. I want to read you one poll question. So Todd and Paul were uh, brainstorming, I guess, the poll questions all week. Power and then, couple. And then Todd would send them to me, and I'd post them on the website. <laughs> Eventually. Uh, at some point, <laughs> when I got a confirmation on which one they wanted up. Right. <laughs> so this was one of them, and I just found it really funny, to Dylan's point. So the question was, do you care if Texas and Oklahoma move to the SEC? And then the two choices he sent me were, I'd be devastated. The second one was, and why would that bother me? Why? <laughs> Question mark. Mark. That is such a top right? thing. That's exactly the one I was thinking of. Yes. And why would that bother me? Question mark. <laughs> yes and no should have been the two options. Yeah. It's a yes or no question. <laughs> oh my. It's literally a yes or no question. Like, look, man, write an essay. Why don't you? My goodness. No. Why would that bother well, me at all? Todd, like, just put no. I'd be devastated. Yeah. Todd, Todd's vernacular is fascinating to me because he does for like the above the noise sections on the show the graphic that goes in todd does the the little mock headlines for the topic (laughs) that go on the bottom and sometimes when i would see them in the morning i'm like this is insane like no one even is going to understand what this means but you know i've met you know i respect todd so i throw him up there verbatim i've tweaked him sometimes but and then I'm always like, what the heck is this doing? <laughs> like, I literally uh, just put my hands up. I'm like, that's not me. Wait, does Eric say heck? 
No. No. Okay. Yeah. This is a PG podcast. Right. Right. Yeah, Cornhub. Your, your, uh, your son listens to it. You put the corn in Cornhub. <laughs> yeah. To answer your question about the Icelandic uh, moments, yeah. it was a, a bizarre. I was not a part of the planning of it. Had I been, I would have led you guys to use a different monitor. Um, but um, I tried to. I tried to. There's. Right. It's hard to talk people out of something. The difference is I would have said, this is what we're doing, not here's what we should try. But I understand you're in a different place, but it's fine. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so it was just Inception because you knew going into it that the Danettes and Dan were going to want to react to whatever McLovin did, and they didn't know what it was. And I think a couple of times they were kind of uh, – there was a lot of buildup for not a lot of payoff. But, um, but yeah, it was just weird because then – so now we're showing McLovin, who we're saying is in Iceland, in front of the same monitor – on the same wall that shot in the monitor, it was like Inception, and uh, I, I just, I don't know why we did it. That, well, I know why we did it that way. I don't know why it was suggested we did it that way, but anyways, um, yeah, I mean, they were tremendous moments. Your um, your creativity was really just on on display there, Mario, Taking with the, the <laughs> yeah, you should, victory lap. Um, it was funny, there was a, uh, one of the clips was McLovin, it was actually, the only one that was actually from Iceland, and he was saying, oh, I'm about to go on a horse ride, and then the other, he only sent two clips. The other clip was, "Oh, that was a great horse ride. See you later." He never showed the horse ride, so yeah. so Mario just um, took a picture of him and did a real poor job. I mean, a tremendous job uh, of uh, putting an animated horse and McLovin's face together. Yeah, yeah, it was um, it was riveting. I think is the right way to say it. Yeah, um, no part of his videos make me want to visit Iceland. Though. <laughs> and that has not. I'm I'm nothing against Iceland. It just looks super cold. D- don't people say that Iceland is green and Greenland is cold? Yeah, I mean but it looks Iceland's super like cold a nice in Iceland. Place in the summer, it's the summer. Yeah, it, he was like wearing jackets. Yeah, I don't know. He wore. That sounds great to me. I'm always hot. That also does sound great. But also, Iceland is like one of the coolest places, like countries on the planet. And McMuffin's just like riding a horse in circles and what looks like a stable. Yeah, no, I there was nothing about. Iceland that I've seen. I mean, he's posted a bunch of pictures on social media. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, like a hot dog. Right? None of it's like, yeah, I got to go visit Iceland. No, I mean, if you see, like, I like, I really want to go to Iceland, and there's some cool stuff there. He did post a pic- uh, video of the geyser. I saw that. That was the only cool one, and I was like, I probably see that. But they have like the Blue else. Lagoon and stuff. Yeah. Good fishing too, Mario. Oh, I like fish, Eric. Another thing that happened <laughs> that this week. <laughs> another thing that happened this week was uh, the revelation of an added piece to Paul's bet with Michael Phelps. How exactly did that come about, and what exactly happened? Lay it all out for us. So Rob, the intern, who's not actually an intern, um, he puts like ten, eight to ten clips on the video server every day of varying lengths, and then I air them during the commercial breaks when we're uh, on Peacock but not on radio as archive clips, just kind of best show moments, that kind of thing. So in the morning, I was go, I go through them every day, and he had the, um, the original clip from Phelps in 2016, uh, and Paul made the bet. And so I was like, you know what? And I listened to it, and it had the um, part about Paul saying he would have to uh, wax his chest. And I'm like, that hasn't been brought up in four years, almost five years now. Uh, and the bet has been brought up very regularly so um i showed it to dan and he was like don't tell paul which is funny because paul is the classic don't tell dan guy so it was kind of like a a role reversal there which i'm not sure paul was super happy with but um not in terms of like 
you know, us calling him out on it, but just he always likes to know what's going to happen, which I understand. But any whomst. Um, yeah, so that was basically it. So we pulled the clip and uh, Dan set it up for like three segments. And then eventually we had the payoff in the, at the last segment of the first hour. But um, but yeah, he was uh, it was pretty funny to see how excited Dan got about it. Yeah, he was like teasing it for a couple segments. You think that Paul is going to follow through with the the waxing? I mean, he alluded to the fact that he doesn't necessarily grow a lot of hair on his chest. So is he going to wiggle his way out of it by saying that? Or how do you guys see that playing out? Let's pretend that he goes through with it in this alternate universe. Okay. Um, <laughs> who is doing the waxing? Probably Dan. I think is a better question. Dan? No, I brought it up to Dan uh, because I thought it would be funny to bring uh, Jay back, who was an integral member of uh, the famous <laughs> Todd uh, great sh- uh, shoot from a few years ago where he was spraying him with the hose and he had the cigarette hanging out of his mouth and all that. But That's your um, brother. Y- it is, yeah. But, um, <laughs> I want to see some, some cigarette ash in the wax. <laughs> but If you guys haven't seen that video of Todd uh, for the calendar shoot, uh, you know, it's him on the Mercedes washing getting Dan's car, washing Dan's car, getting hosed down. There's a the hose older operator. fellow back there. <laughs> There's an older fellow back there with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth, and he's <laughs> spring. He's Bast- spring basting Todd. <laughs> it is quite the I scene. I hope it's not too hot for you. <laughs> <laughs> so if you haven't, go to YouTube, find that clip, and watch it many times because it's extremely yeah, funny on repeat. But Dan said he was going to bring in a professional to do it. So. Oh, really? Yeah. I see. I was gonna. If we're going to go in house, though, I kind of would like to see Mario do it. Well, Mario. Mm. Mario has the least body hair of anybody here. He has By like far. six pieces of hair that grow on his face. When, one of the first years that Mario worked here, he didn't shave for a whole year, and nothing. Changed. It was like an inch long. It was really you pathetic. wanted to do. You wanted to do like a picture every single day. Yeah, Remember that? a time, should, a time lapse. Nothing happened. A time yeah. lapse of nothing happening on Mario's face. But, I mean, I hope that they still wax Paul even if he doesn't have hair. Because, I mean, the, the hair part doesn't even matter. It's the fact that he's just going to go through a little mm-hmm. bit of pain. I or, think that's yeah, the funnier no. part. I mean, if he doesn't have enough hair, we just do his eyebrows. I think that's a fair trade-off. I think so, right? Yeah, I think that's a fair trade-off. That's all we got for you this week. For Mutt Ariel here in the mic, Eric the Big German, Marvin the Prince, Dylan the Graphics Guy, we will see you guys next week. We won't see you next week, but we'll talk to you next week. You know, you know how it is. I say it every single week. Have a good weekend, everyone. <laughs>